Listen to podcast by Low Moon and More Podcast. This is Palace Pages. This is the youngest group and the youngest group of Low Moon and More. So Low Moon is a campaign that's been going on coming up on 35 years. In fact, we have our retreat coming up where all present and past members of the campaign get together and uh, participate in one grand adventure, perhaps a world-saving or something universe-affecting or perhaps something very small that they just all get brought together for in the same place. We'll see. Don't want to give anything away on that. But Palace Pages is the youngest group, having been running for less than a year in the same Lomunian universe, and they are also the youngest players, being 8 and 10 years old. And so you're going to hear from Selena and also Dan, uh, both elven pages in the Lomunian Palace. So enjoy this excerpt of the Adventures of Palace Pages. Uh, where are we? Okay, so like whence last day. we broke, I'm about to explain to you, whence last we broke, um, you had just returned from the marketplace in a late night journey, um, and you made it back with, just a with, with a little time to spare because you took the carriage back, okay? And you remember you met the woman who sold you apples and you kind of made a contact with her and she said that sometimes she has um, produce that she could bring to the palace and sell you knives. if you wanted to buy them, right? Yes. And at the end of the session, I think you gave her a knife, right? I gave her a knife, and I think I gave... What's his name? He went to the copper tubing place with me. Uh, it's one of them. Will. Yeah, yeah. So Will, you and Will have become pretty good friends. I think I gave one so to... Because I had four knives. I gave one to her and Will, yeah, and then I... Did you sell one to Will, though? Did you give it to him or did you sell it? You sold it to her, too. I sold it to, I sold it to Will and Ariana. Yeah, okay. That's but it was cheap. Yeah, you sold it cheaper than what you paid for it. Okay, so anyway, um, you got back in time at the end of your recreation time, and then it was time to get to bed, and then you have to be at the front, at the door of your room at 6 a.m. Yeah. Potentially, in case someone comes by and you do whatever, right? And so by the time you get back, it's... You know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and so you're winding down. And you had a long, hard day. You traveled all over the palace. Um, so you remember that your hallway has the doors down on one side, and it has the um, window. window slits down the other side, and then it has tapestries that are next to each window. Okay? Um, and so middle of the night, probably uh, 3, 4 a.m., you're sound asleep in your beds, and you begin to hear... Uh, the sounds of rolls of thunder in the distance. And you realize it must be storming outside. But it's not, probably. Play the storm sounds once I find them, because that is apparently just Man, it must be really stormy. I know, Dan. We're we're in bed. Yeah, you're in bed in separate rooms. I was saying that. I called myself. I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was enough that it woke both of you up. Um, you also notice it's a little cooler than it has been the last few nights in your room. And you have your blankets, but there's no fireplace or warmth actually in the room. It's an interior room, so there's the hallway outside and then the wall. Of the, so yeah, it's, it's not, very small not right room on too. That, but it's but it's cool in here, um, and you. You can smell moisture in the air. Like the room seems damp. I get, I was just going to get out of my bed. 
Okay. It is the middle of the night, but it's there's nothing like against the rules. You can get up if you choose to. I get out and go see what's. I just peek in the hallway real quick. Okay. So you look out in the hallways for surprise. Hold up, I promise you I can say so, huh? So you are surprised on a one or a two on a d6. So you roll a dice. Four. Okay. So you're not surprised. Uh, you didn't have your any kind of weapon or anything like that when you look out, or you're just looking, right? I'm just looking. Are you in your bed clothes? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you open the door uh, in your I bed clothes. I just peek my head out. Okay. And you see the hallway, left or right, uh, is dimly lit. And then right straight across from your room, you see a man in the hallway, uh, and you don't recognize him. He's probably uh, in his late teens, or early 20s, and he's pretty physically fit. Uh, he's wearing a tabard. The tabard is whipped around in the so wind in the hallway. So someone in the palace? Yep, inside okay. the palace, yep. And, and the, <laughs> the windows beyond, it's dark, obviously, because it's nighttime, and you don't see the moon or stars or anything right. like that. Um, and uh, when you open the door, he turns and looks at you. <gasps> oh, uh, no. <laughs> and uh, he, he does put his hand on his sword, and he looks like he's, you know, he was startled by your presence. And, um, and then... Like, uh, the door, but I don't. Okay. Looking down the hallway to the left, uh, which you see out of the corner of your eye at first, you see another couple of men uh, matching a similar description. Okay, ah, now I've got it. Okay. You. What the heck? No, I'm screaming. You're like, I'm Anyway, so looking down the hallway, you see a couple of other men, and you can see that they are moving the big, heavy tap tapestries. They're like this, but about another foot wider, and they made a really heavy cloth. And they're moving them over to hang them above the window. So they have a long stick that's about. 12, 15 feet tall, and they're grabbing the top of the tapestry and they're moving it from the hook that it's on over onto the hook above the um, window. window. So the tapestry will hang over the window and stop a lot of the really heavily blowing wind that's coming through the windows. Okay. Um, the guy that is in front of you uh, doesn't have one of the big long poles on him or with him or whatever, and then all of a sudden you see William come running from down the hallway to the right, and Ooh. he is carrying one of those poles. Um, and he's... He will! He meets the guy out in front of you, and then uh, and the guy says to you, get dressed and give us a hand. Me? Yeah, yes, yeah. you. Quickly uh, now. Uh, okay, and shut the door. Okay. Uh, what is going on? Roll 3d6 versus your wisdom to see if you heard the conversation. What is going on? Why, are, why do we have to get out of bed so early? Not the storm's going to blow down the windows. I, I presume this is what you're thinking, basically? Yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> I, I am getting dressed, but I do put on my book bag and I have my pocket knife on me. Yes, I do. Pocket knife. 
Um, I I have the so folding a one. So D six is that this one? Is this my D six? Yes. Yeah. Square. Okay, Jason, so you're not gonna be in here, and then bring on your phone. He's all right. One. He's not required to participate at the moment. I vote a one, and my wisdom is sixteen. Okay. So you uh, heard it? No, you're supposed to roll three D six, not one D six. Hit roll it. Roll it three times and add them together. But it sounds like you're gonna make it. One plus two plus oh. five. All right, yeah. So you made it by a mile. Oh. All right. So you dice. heard him say your freezer pop bonus. Oh um, yeah, my freezer pop. Anyway, you heard him say. Get dressed. Get dressed and come help. And then you heard Dan say back, "Who me?" And the guy said, "Yes." And then you heard Dan's door shut on his room. Uh, you oh, know that no. he's awake, and you know that he is trying to help them do something, but you don't know what. You get out of bed and so what, are, what are you going to do, um, if anything? I'm out of bed, literally, in the I'm middle gonna, of the night. I'm going to decide to ask if I can help. Okay. Because, you know, I'm supposed to do what I think is right. I think that's what's right. right. And you're going to help me. Mm -hmm. All right. So you... Um, you gonna go out in your bed clothes? Or are you gonna get dressed first, or what? I'm gonna get dressed first. <laughs> okay. So you uh, you jump up, get dressed. Um, both of you roll a d20 versus your dex to see who is dressed first and ready to go out the door. This one. D20 is the big one. This one. Yeah. This one. Twelve. My and what? I got eleven. And what is my, wait, what am I supposed to do it with? Versus dex. So look at your dexterity. Thirteen. The second number. You made it. Sixteen. You made it. Okay. So both of you made it. So uh, Ariana made it by a little bit more. So Selena opens the door first, and you look out in the hallway, and you see that there's a, another page whose name you don't know who's also out there. Wait, okay, I thought it was Will. Isn't Will's Will? out there, but there's another one that has joined as well that you don't recognize. So you see Will and the uh -huh. guy that I described before are using a long pole. Uh, and then you see a, another page who has arrived with another one of the long poles. Um, but he's by himself and he's just standing there. He hasn't started doing anything yet. And while you're observing what's going on outside, I open door. Dan opens his door. Uh, I've walked out door. in the hallway. Okay. And he strolls rapidly out. You shut the door behind you, I presume? No, but I forgot to. Okay, so he's just grabs shut the door behind him. Did you shut your door behind you? Yeah. Okay. So you step out, shut the door. He steps out, does not shut his door. And you realize there is now a page who has one of the long poles, but he's not doing anything. He's just standing there. But I realized I didn't shut my door, so I went back. Okay, so quick. now you're going back to shut your door? I run back. Okay. The man looks at you, the one that I previously described. Could be a knight, maybe. Um, he's definitely very physical looking. Why and did he get surprised when I just look at him? Because I opened my door. Because he wasn't expecting it. That's true. Okay. Anyway, um, he says to Selena, help him go down, start down a few uh, banners and start moving them in front of the window. Yes, sir. This storm is going to be going on the rest of the night and into tomorrow, it looks like. You can, already, oh. you, can see, you can see there are puddles on the floor of water that was coming in through the window, and it's quite a bit. Like, oh. you, you hear splashing, splash, splash Oops. as you walk. So, so now I'm like, I basically, that's why. Okay. I basically speed walk over to go. All right. So what then, do I do? That's a good question. What do you do? 
So you've got down the hallway, there are teams that are moving banners. There's that guy and one page is moving banners. Then there's another page that she's just going over to potentially help him. And you realize that it's a pretty big job to move these 20-foot-tall banners over there. It might be more than a one-person or two-person job. I run over guys, to Selena. Because remember, you're, you're young. You're 12. I go over to Selena. How old are you? How old are you? Age. I'm 155. 115. 12, right? Yes. Right? Okay, yeah, so it's like 12. All right, so, <laughs> yeah, so the three of you then are going to use the big long pole. And so, yeah, he, he basically, he's having trouble swaying the pole into place to grab the rope. I and then she steps up and helps him, and the two of them get it, but then they're not strong enough by themselves to lift the rope. Remember, this banner is about two inches thick, 40 inches wide, and 20 feet tall. But yeah. I'm running, and all I hear is sniff, sniff, sniff. Yeah, so you have a splash splash of the water as you go over there, right? So then you're going to get in there, and the three of you kind of work it out so you can work a teamwork, and you get the pull, and you push up on the rope, and you pull it out away from the wall, and then it, I'm it falls I'm back to the wall with the rope unhooked, and then you just kind of push it along the wall. It goes along the wall, but it's pretty quiet. And then you're going to put on the next hook, okay? So all, you need to roll Ben Bars Lift Gates, which is a percentile dice roll. What's that? So you roll your 2d10 in order, so this one and this one. Uh, aren't we not supposed to see your rolls? Don't worry about my rolls. You worry about your rolls. Roll, roll your dice. So you need this one and... I think... I'm rolling for the guy that's helping me. Uh, the, this I'm rolling one. for you guys. So roll our rolls. Oh, I got a 30 I got a and a 1, so 31. Okay. And your I chance is 7%. 72. And, okay. And what is your Ben Bar's lift gate roll? It's on the last number under strength. 32. What number is that? A 4. Okay. So, yeah. That is a measure of how easily you could bend a 1-inch thick bar of steel. Oh. That's okay. pretty easy for me. I have a 7%. It would not normally bend easily. So... And if it's only half an half an inch thick, then you can you double that number, and a quarter inch thick, you quadruple it. Okay? So you'd have a twenty eight percent chance of bending a one quarter inch, which is like that steel bar. Nice. It really isn't great, but it's more than a lot of people have to say. Okay. Okay. So between the three of you, and it takes a lot of effort, you manage to get it moved over, and then now you have to get it on the hook, and you've got a twenty foot tall pole, and moving it over. So. <laughs> Now Let's everybody go. needs to make a dex check. Roll a d20. D20, d20, d20. Equal or less than your dex. I guess that's garbage. I'm pretty sure. What did you do? It's stuck. It is sticky, after all. Four. Okay. He's doing, the guy that you don't know d20. is doing pretty well. Helping. Dan is doing well. She hasn't rolled yet. And we're waiting on Selena's dice roll. Oh, I dropped it. I got you. Okay. You definitely should keep an ear in this direction. <laughs> you can you can be on your phone, but listen. All right. Anyway, um, so you manage to get it hung there, and then you have to kind of wiggle a little bit and pull the hook out, and so that window is covered. And then you, you look down the hallway, and you see about three down the hallway. Ah. Another window is covered, and there's the next two are empty, and then there's like twelve windows beyond that that are still empty. 
I'm looking to the left, you can see they've got about half of them covered, and the teams are working through window by window. So you got to go to the next window. And then the in the morning, put on my coat. <laughs> in the morning we have to take it out. No, it's cool in there. Like the hallway is at below 50 degrees. So I put on, but you I, can see your breath. That's I have my heavy. I have. Well, I don't have my heavy coat. I have a heavy. I have a jacket. Small jacket on. Does he own a jacket? Uh, no. no. So you have a cloak or not. So those are your options. You have your, your long sleeve shirt, and then you have a cloak or not. A cloak. Okay. All right. And so then you um, you move to the next one. Roll Ben Bar's lift gates again. Ugh. Please, the TV. Okay. Dan is doing well. I got 73. Is no, doing that's well. 13. Do you out, Jason? You're not... Gonna listen to him? Out. Well, I'm just going to do a drink. Okay. Huh? What did you roll on your dice, Ariana? I didn't roll yet. A six and a nine. Sixty-six. Okay. No, 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 no. It's, no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, sixty-six. 66. <laughs> okay. Between the three of you, you get the banner up off the hook, and... It falls. Uh, no. oh. And then the hook is back against the wall, but in the process, uh, Selena got bumped by the bottom of the pole on the inside of her knee. So you're going to take zero to one points of damage. So if it's one to three, it'll be zero. If it's four, five, or six, it'll be one. It is zero. Okay. So you just got a bruise. It's sore, but it's nothing that's going to stop you from doing our job. Doing what happens if I got one? Then you would have one less hit points. How many hit points do you have? It's on the back. No, wait. Yeah, no. It's in the middle on the front. We both have two. Right. So when you go to zero, you pass out. So if you had taken one, that would have been half your hit points. If you go to zero, you're unconscious. <laughs> oh, in and out of consciousness. And at negative one, you're unconscious and not waking up. Zero dead. And at negative ten, you die. So you've got plenty of room between there and death, but you could be unconscious if you take too much damage. And the, the guy so that's with Bruce you, the, the guy that's with you, saw it hit your knee, and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay?" Yeah, I'm fine. Probably just gonna need a boost, but that's all. Okay, be careful. These pulls are heavy. Yeah, but with the banner on there, this thing's gotta weigh 200 pounds. Uh, I know. Man, and we have to do a lot of window stuff. Okay. Wait, so we're talking to the so other. Dex, check. This is the other page that's helping you. Yeah, that you have not yet met. Had not yet met. I asked, what's your name? Uh, Alexius. Alexius. What's yours? Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Selena. Nice to meet you both. Yep, you too. Now let's see if we get this thing over there. Yeah. Okay, roll a d20 dex check. Uh, the dex check this dice? Three. Yep. <laughs> I got a three. I got a 17. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Remember, I'm rolling for you as well. You don't know which roll was used, yours or mine. Okay, so um, you get the banner over there and you're lipping it. However, there's a flash of lightning outside just before yeah. you, before you cover the window, and you can see out the window. You see the rose garden trellises, and you see the the roses blowing in the wind, and you see the rain sheets of rain, torrents of rain coming down. <laughs> Um, but in the flash of I lightning, it's very bright. And so even though there's a lot of rain, you can see the rose garden. Oh, I and love this. Ariana, roll three, uh, 3d6, please. What about me? That, nope. that this? 
No, that's a d20. D6. You gotta roll that three times. Four, two, five. Wait, what were your numbers? Four, a two, and a five. Four, two, five. I'm gonna add these together. Thank you. He's adding four, two, and five together. Eleven. Yep. Okay. And what did you roll? Oh, that was the roll. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so as you're putting the banner in place over the window, Selena is looking outside in the rose garden just a second before the banner blocks the window and then you lose sight of it. And you see in the flash of lightning, someone is in the rose garden. And what you, what you see, it looks like a large white horse. Like a war horse. The princess's horse. But you see there's a woman and riding that horse. But Caleb, that you war don't know that. Wow. I'm talking. I'm talking. Thank okay. You. When the universe talks, the players don't. Okay. Anyway, riding the war horse, bareback, so there's no saddle. This is, this is what Selena sees. And you see the mane of the horse whipping around in the wind. You see a beautiful red-headed woman, and she has like flowing red hair, and it's kind of big, but it's matted down now, some because it's rain. But it would normally probably would be like cover her shoulders of hair. Uh, and she's wearing armor that looks like it's probably chainmail. It's like links of armor. And the most important thing is the horse has a horn. Hey. Yeah. Yep. A unicorn horn. Yep. And then the banner goes over the window, and you lost sight of her. You what tell you, us? What, if anything, do you do? Do you tell us what you saw? No. You keep it a secret? Okay. Yep. So you can't, you can't see her anymore because the banner is over the window now. But if you push the banner out, you could look and possibly see her. But you're probably not going to see her unless the lightning flashes again. Well, I want to see if I can... Look. Okay, so the two of you move on to go to try to do the next banner, and you realize that Selena. No, I don't move on yet because I was like telling. I actually asked Selena, "Are you coming?" Well, you wouldn't know she's not coming until she doesn't come. I know. She didn't tell you she wasn't coming. Oh. So you, you, the two of you are holding the twenty-foot tall, tall pole, so. Yeah, the two of us are. All right. Um. So you stay for a second. Halfway to the window, you realize she didn't come. Selena, are you coming? And you guys are struggling a little bit more with the pole than you were. Can you help us. Okay, are you looking out the window again? I'm, yes, I'm still looking. Yeah, push the banner away and try to look out. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll dice. Roll a d6. If you roll the same number as me or on either side of me, then as you look out the window, there will be a flash of lightning and you'll be able to see if she's still there or not. Okay, okay. So roll. roll a d6. Oh, I got a six, so you need a five. She got a four. Okay, so when you look, it's pitch black and rainy outside, and you, you can't tell if anyone's in the rose garden or not. Then he says, "Are you coming?" And you can linger there for a few more seconds and try to look again, and wait and see if the lightning flashes, or I'm gonna you look go. Just about two, three seconds. Okay, so you linger there a little bit longer, hoping. All right, roll again. I got a two. One. Okay. So as you're looking, you linger for a few more seconds, the lightning flashes, Whoa. Um, and you see the woman is dismounting the unicorn in the rose garden. Wait, so we actually get unicorns in this game? There are unicorns in this game. Whether you get them or not is debatable. 
very few people ever get unicorns. I doubt but, uh, it. But you've heard of them in legend, you've seen them in books, things like that. But you've we never just, seen one of she just saw them in real life. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, the woman, you see the woman, um, she uh, lays the reins of the horse down, or the unicorn down, and then um, she heads toward the palace, and you think, because the lightning is only for an instant, right? So it looks like she's heading toward the palace, and then you think she left the unicorn sitting there. Some actual food. Yay, actual food. Thank you! That's better than sweets. And the crackle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, babe. If you want a second one, Ariana, I have a second one. Mm -mm. I just didn't know if you would eat two. Not normally. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, I'm okay right now. Thanks. Okay. So anyway, um, you it looked like she was heading for the palace and leaving the unicorn standing alone in the road garden. But then it went dark again. And they're now struggling with the, the, this pole, and it doesn't look like they'll be able to get the next banner without one more person. Or somebody stronger. So what do you do? I'll go over and help them now. But okay. I do not tell them about the unicorn. Okay. Now realize, all the windows face the Rose Garden, so the next window is open at the moment. Which means it's possible that you could see more as you're doing it. So can I try? Like, I'm still focusing, but I'm like leaning over a tiny bit. I'm okay. looking out. Yes, I'll just too. I'll give you a plus one on the dice. All right. So both both of you roll percentile dice to see if you can manage the pull. Um. Your that's helper is doing a good job. Let's see. Ds right in order. I got a 92. Dan is not doing a very good job of helping this time around. Uh, uh, nah. Let's see if I can look and do a good job of helping. Because yeah. you can't look at the window. Looking like you oh, better. I'm looking at the window. So Eight I just want to see. and two. I'm just okay. To see so, like, the, the three of you struggle together for the better part of a minute to get the rope off the hook, and you can't get it. It's it's not And your arms are burning, because you have to push the pole up the whole time. And so, the guy that's with you, Alexius, he stops. And he's okay. Hold, hold on. Take, take a break. Take a break. And he's, he's not holding the poles. You guys let the pole sit against the wall for a minute. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you set the pole against the wall, and he's like holding his arms, like, oh, jeez. And you hear the guy that you first saw. They're doing the last one in their part, and he looks over you and he says, "What's wrong?" Alexi says, "Just having a bit of trouble, sir." Yeah. But we're going to get back to work. You're going to have to bulk up if you're ever going to want to be a knight. Uh, I'm not even that. <laughs> Alexia says under his breath, this is the priesthood for me, I think. Oh, do I see out the window? Okay, yeah. So during that time, you could be looking out the window. Do I be um, And I you have longer. You have longer to look. Okay. Um, you can't so, look out the window just because I... You can, especially if you are. He, I see. Remember that you're, he's standing there, you're standing there. If you're looking out the window, he can see you looking out the window. He can look to see what you're looking at. People do that all the time. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, 
you're looking for longer this time, so I'm going to give you a better chance. So we're, we're going to use the D8. Looks like this. Uh, one to eight. This one, right? But I'll give you two rolls. And if either one of those times it comes up, uh, you don't have to roll. I'm just going to roll. This is where the lightning goes off while you're looking. Okay? Oh. And then if it does, then you'll have a chance to roll to see if you see something. Roll a D8. Ariana, I got a one. One. Okay, so the lightning goes off while you're while you guys are looking. Okay. Now you can roll three d six versus your wisdom. So a six. I have to write the downs or I'm not gonna be able to do the math. <laughs> six, two, and five. And your wisdom is what? Thirteen. I think that's what you rolled. Exactly 13. Okay. Man, I tired right. with my wisdom. So you look at the same spot, so you don't... Oh, no, that's not good. Oh. Wipe it off as best you can. Well, you could have still ate the meat, probably. It'll come out. It'll come out. In the wire, Joshua. Washer. Washer. I'm going to come off right now. I'm going to come off the washer. Okay. Um, anyways, you're looking at the same spot, and indeed, both of you see the unicorn standing there by itself. Wow. In the pouring down rain, God. the wind is not really blowing its mane around much because it's soaked. That's the unicorn? Out the window. Okay, what? Alexi oh. says, and he steps up and looks out the window. I wish uh. I really quickly lean over to Caleb as close as I can and tell him. Don't let anybody else know. I don't want to let He says, I don't see it. There was a unicorn out there. No, there was not. No, there was not. He frowns at you. Yeah, there was. I'm trying to get him. I want to tell. Okay. It got dark again right away, so. Alright. Both of you roll D20. Uh, I got a 13. I got a 11. Man, I'm getting 13s today. <laughs> what is your wisdom again? 16. Okay. I got exactly mine. My well, both of you here, down the hallway, remember down the hallway is that big main room where during the day, like people are crossing in every direction and everything like that. And uh, school, school, school. on the other side of that is the door that leads outside. And if you went out that door and went around to the left, it would be the Rose Garden. Would be, would be where the unicorn is. But you hear a commotion in that big room out there. Um, some guards, some harsh language, uh, like guards ordering each other around, that kind of thing. And then you hear a woman's voice say, and it kind of sounds hollow because it's a big room coming down the hallway, that kind of thing. And she says, I must see the king immediately. What? What's going on? I whispered to Caleb, I saw that unicorn, I think belongs to that woman that's speaking right now, and I think she's the princess. That's what I tell you. Possibly, but... Check out Amal Dan Inc. for incredible opportunities to support the ministry. You hear the, one of the guards there say, It doesn't work that way. The king is indisposed. What, just what does that mean? What did that mean? It usually means unavailable. Like he's not able to be. Because he's the princess, isn't he? Yeah.
Possibly. We don't know that. And she didn't say I need to see my father. She said I need to see the game. So probably not the pencils. I doubt it. So that must not be. She says, I have an urgent message. Oh. Oh. That's not good if there's an urgent. Something's got to be going up either at the tower or about the storm. Are you whispering that to me? He's telling me wrong. Oh my gosh. <laughs> apparently he's not very secretive. I don't want to. I want to. I, there's no point about saying. So you want knights and people to know we know no! what's happening. So why are you saying it out loud? Okay. Not saying it loud. One, one of the guards steps in the hallway looking down toward where you guys are. Now mind you, we, there's we, the two of you. Alexius, them. William, and two other funny. pages. Right? But they're all working. They're all in some part of We're not moving working. the moving the um, tapestries over the windows. We're not in the. But the three of you working. are not working at the moment. Yes. And one of the guards says, "I need a page immediately." I'll do it. Me and Caleb both raise our hands. Me and Dan both raise yeah. our hands. And I should take off that way because it's like yes. way. Okay, you take off running. One of the guys that's closer tries to volunteer, but then you just get run by him. <laughs> so. He has, he has <laughs> He doesn't get to volunteer. Let's go, let's go, All the weird. Caleb, Caleb really wants to do that I for the night. It. It's for a night. Of all we, all we hear is squish, squish, squish. Yeah, there's water in the hallway. Okay. Um, so you arrive there, and uh, he says, take a message okay. to Lord Baynor. Who's that? He is near the... He Wait, that's the king for mommy, too. Lord Baynor is not the king. Lord Baynor is a knight in the palace. And, a, and a one of high standing. Okay, anyway, he says, he is in charge of the king's security in his private chambers and tell him that a woman has come claiming to have an urgent message and ask Lord Baynor what he wants us to do. Go now! Okay, let's go. I'm so, I can see this when I start rocking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Selena drags you along in the correct direction. What's the message? So we had to let the king guard know that... Let the king's guard know that there is an urgent message for the king. Okay. And see whether or not the king wants to do something about it or what, what the king wants them to do. All right. Okay. Now, as you are in that room, you see the woman clearly. She is beautiful. Um, she is very uh, physical. Like she, she looks like a warrior, but she's beautiful in the face. She has little freckles she, under her she eyes. Is. She's redheaded. Her hair is wet. Her cloak is back down off of her... Uh, head and you can see that her bushy red hair is matted does down she have with rain. He does have chain though. She does have chain though. Why does yeah. she have chain And she has a bow on her back and uh, an archer and arrows in a quiver. No, I was still a She does an arrows. Okay. And so the two of you are rushing to near the king's chambers. Okay. You're stopped by a guard in the hallway. Halt! Who goes there? Uh, we're, we're palace cages and we have a message for the king. You're, you're palace cages. Cages! <laughs> <laughs> he well, I would never want to interfere with a cage during his duty. <laughs> hey, no, we're, you can we're, go no further. These are the king's private chambers. Uh, we have a message for... Lord Vayner. Lord Vayner. Stay here for a moment. Okay, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> he looks back down the hallway, and he says, Hoo, hoo, Ray! Oh, hoo. oh. And you see a, a warrior sticking his head around the corner. Huh? Hello? 
These two palace cages, I mean pages, <laughs> say they have a message for Lord Baynor. I guess those They may concern the king. Send them on. Hey. We walk. Alright, go as far as the corner. <laughs> walk! Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. He looks at his friend and he says he's in a palace cage. It's pretty funny. In a palace page! <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually say that? Yeah, it's a palace page. They both chuckle. Okay. Alright, so you go down the hallway to the corner. corner. The, the knight there, or knight or warrior guard, whatever it is, stops you. He is in chainmail as well. He has a conical helm, a spear, a shield. Uh, and he looks very physically fit. He's probably in his late teens, early 20s. Um, and, and you see that he has a, uh, another person who was with him, but that person has gone off down the hallway and is looking in a room and saying something, you can't hear what he's saying, and then he comes back out, and when he comes back out, you see a man follow him back out. Now, it's this guy way. looks like he's probably in his late 40s. He's big, it looks like a, he looks the part of a big, grizzled warrior. Oh. And he's wearing um, field plate armor, which is heavy steel armor, and if he had a full helm, his, his face would be completely covered, but he does not. Uh, he has bushy salt and pepper, which means black and gray eyebrows. Um, he has a a bit of a goatee and small mustache, but otherwise he's clean shaven. Uh, he wears a long sword on his hip and he's pressing down on the pommel so that it doesn't drag on the floor as he walks because it's full, it's long enough that it would be further than to the floor. Okay, he's wearing a cloak and he gives the idea of you know, like he's intimidating. He's a big, strong, veteran warrior, probably Lord Baynor, you think, from the sound of it. Two young men in their Are you late teens. Uh, come out the room behind him, and they follow him forward. Okay, you guys can't be talking to each other right this second. So, I know. Okay. All right, because there you see him coming, so you're standing there quietly waiting for him. All right. He strolls very rapidly down the hallway. You hear the hard boots on the stone of the floor. You do realize here that all the floors and walls are made of white marble with silver striations, and it's quite beautiful. Okay. There's a banner on the left side that has a, a light blue field and a single gold full moon in the middle of it. He strolls forward and stops in front of you. You see that he has a dagger uh, on his chest, strapped to his chest, and he has the long sword, and he does not have a shield. And he also has a pair of metal gauntlets tucked in his belt. He says, I am Lord Benor. Deliver your message. Uh, there's this woman who has a... Excuse me. Don't you have a tongue? Yes. Deliver your message. There's, there's a woman who has an urgent message for the king. We want to know if the king would like to hear it. Mm. That is not the normal way of doing things. Describe this woman to me. Enough. Describe this woman to me. She has chainmail armor, and she uh, she has like a bow and arrows, and that she uh, just rode up on a white horse. How old is she? What? How old does she look? Like late teens. Late teens. What color is her hair? Red. Bushy and long. Yes. But soaked. He looks at one of the young men. Sounds like the lady Charlotte. Lady Charlotte? I've never heard that name before. Uh. And she comes with an urgent message for the king. Hmm. 
I will go and hear this message myself. Follow them behind my men. Okay. Follow us in case I need you. Okay. We'll Keep your mouth me. shut. Unless spoken to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. He strolls boldly off down the hall. The two of you have difficulty keeping up with him. His strides are long, and he's even in his heavy armor, he's walking I am boldly forward. And so you kind of like now and then have to skip a little bit to catch up with the kids in front of it, with the guys in front of you. Which has the two teenagers, and which are probably squires, you think, uh, behind him. You do notice that they each, they both have uh, daggers on their belts and leather armor, so they are not unequipped. Just not very heavily equipped. All right. Um, you go down the hallway and turn, and then turn again, and back out into the main room. Uh, he strolls out. You see a couple of other knights have gathered in the room, but the woman is being detained by two knights and a half dozen guards in the middle of the large room. Wait, you can still hear this uh, held back, basically. You can still hear uh, rain falling in the distance and the wind, and all throughout the palace, efforts are being made to move the, the banners over the windows to block out the cold air. But there is a good bit of breeze blowing through this big room, okay? Also, realize it's before 5 a.m. Yeah, we're so literally up at night. Of the night. Yep, this is the middle of the night. Okay. Um, so Lord Vayner strolls out to meet her. And uh, he says, Lady Charlotte, I presume. Indeed, my lord. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I take this few step backs because I don't want to be I right there. I walk with you. You notice one of the young men in front of you looks at you as you step back. And he takes, hey. note, he takes note of the fact that you're backing up. And you're standing in the middle of the room, and so ten feet behind Lord Baynor puts you under the watchful eye of a half dozen knights and probably ah. forty guards. We're being what? Yep. This is not what I want to do. Followed him out into the middle of the, of the room. Night. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna cross. Roll a d20. D20. Yep. What do I do? What? Do I do? <laughs> Uh, uh, that doesn't count. <laughs> 20. Okay, so, nice. So it is at that moment, as you're standing there, and you've just backed up, and he looked at you, and you realize that everyone's staring at you from all across the room. Total of about 50 people total, right? It is at that moment that you realize that your pants are improperly laced. What does that mean? So it's the equivalent of having your fly partly open. Because they don't have zippers, so they lace back and forth like your shoes do. Uh. And so you've you've mislaced your pants, and you realize that two of the holes on the left side don't have the loop through it, so it's kind of open a little bit. <laughs> it's not exposing anything, but it it shows it makes it look like you don't know how to dress yourself. I don't know how to dress myself. Okay, so you, you pull your cloak shut. <laughs> okay, so that's a good call. I don't want to make his coat. Roll roll a d twenty to see if you notice that he noticed his. Fly not properly shut and then pull his cloak shut. Oh god. D20. You no. see nothing. 20. No, so you did not notice at all. Right, so you don't, other than maybe he closed his cloak so you think he just could be cold. And it is cold in here. Like you can't see your breath in this room, but it's probably 50 degrees and breezy. Okay. Alright. So Lord Baynor says, You may deliver your message to me. And I will determine whether or not it is appropriate to go to the king. Oh. Charlotte says, I understand your concern. However, my message is of the utmost urgency and for the king's ears only. 
I am the trusted servant of the king. Do you insinuate that anything he might be told he would keep from me? She bows her head and says, Lord Baynor, forgive me, I mean you no insults. A man with honor such as yours could not be besmirched by a feeble servant such as me, I am sure, certain. However, my liege who gave me the mission to bring the message bade me only deliver it to the king himself. You will forgive me if I do not trust the king's safety to the likes of you. What? You could certainly be there unless the king dismisses you. Dismisses? I mean, I don't. I don't mean to use words that are out of place. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to. Who's talking? The lady is trying to uh, justify herself to Lord Baylor. They're having a conversation back and forth. Gotta pay attention. Can we go? Okay. No, you cannot. Because you were told to stay where you are. Ugh. Okay. Um, In case says, I have heard of you as an insolent whelp. She says, I am sure the rumors do not do me justice, but I have heard of you as well, my lord, with far-reaching power and perhaps a lack of restraint. Oh. Woman, I will cut you down where you stand and the men will applaud she says, I think not, my lord. What is this you say? I am not helpless. I am a woman and a warrior in my own right. My liege has charged me with delivering this message to your king. If you should manage to kill me, which I don't doubt that with all their help you certainly would succeed, you would only deny the king the message that I bring. And you would answer to him. No. I don't say anything. <laughs> he seems to be contemplating. Very well, milady. You may take your message to the king, and we will go with you to ensure his safety. Not us. <laughs> However, oh. you may not go into his presence equipped in any fashion. Can't even know. How will I ensure that I am not equipped in any fashion? He looks at you. Go to the cloakroom. Fetch the woman an unused cloak. Okay. And also a pair of pants. He looks at her out of the corner of his eye. Men's pants. And soft shoes. Return forthwith. Go quickly now. I go. You stay, in I case you are needed. I don't know where to go, You run back in the general direction you came from, and one of the guards there kind of guides you over to where to go. And, Thank you. Uh, he holds the door open. He seems to be waiting to make sure that you do the job correctly as well. Like he's looking at you to see what you get. I do fix my pants, though. Okay. While I'm in there. And he says, she says, My lord, surely I may wear my own clothing. Nope. He says, you should get in dry clothes anyway. This storm will be the death of you. I am quite fond of my the outdoors weather, even when it's pouring. You know what I would say? The lightning is my there. friend. I'll be saying, like, my horse is out there. Okay. 
right, so you're gathering up the stuff. Yeah. Guard comes out. He checks what you have. Oh, yeah, yeah, check your, yeah. Okay, see, you stand in the cloakroom, he looks, he's looking up, and you release your pants real quick and get him right. Okay, then. I grab the stuff. Yeah, then you grab the stuff, and then you carry it out like this. And the guy checks to make sure what you have, and he says, okay, go. And then he closes the door for you. Thank you. Okay, and so you dash out across the floor with the clothes, and then he makes a motion like this, and uh, the knights that are in the room all move to the center of the room, and they form oh. a, a ring around the woman. Oh. Um, and then Lord Baynor looks at you and he says, give the woman the clothes. And she says, my lord, what is the meaning of this? I don't know. You will strip and clad yourself in these clothes only, and then we will go to the king's chambers. Why? Your equipment will stay here. My men will make arrangements to get your clothing dry, so that when you return, you will be able to go home in comfort. She looks at the men gathering around. You see, they're all like raising, getting ready to raise their cloaks to basically make a little room and block out so she cannot be seen while she's changing. Yeah, but they can't see her. Well, they have to turn around. They yeah. probably turn around. Yeah. So in a matter of moments, they turn around, they hold their cloaks up behind them out like this, and they make like a, it's an octagon, because there's either like an eight-sided room. Inside there, you can tell from looking underneath, you can see that she's taking her clothes and her armor and stuff off, and then she puts the clothes on that you brought. She does not look the part of a regal woman in a pair of man's pants um, <laughs> and a cloak, and uh, and she doesn't have a shirt, she, she's, uh, so she's wearing a cloak, uh, and she has the soft shoes. And then, uh, as soon as she is done, uh, they drop the cloaks so you can see her. And she basically, she's been humbled. She's not wearing her equipment. She doesn't have her armor. She doesn't have her weapons. She doesn't, she doesn't look the part of a regal. And she's actually pulled her hair back in a sort of a ponytail at that point because it was so sopping wet. It's already making the back of her cloak wet. Um, and he says, you will follow me. Oh. And she says, as you wish, my lord, I am at your service. Ha! <laughs> He says. He turns around and stomps off in the direction. She goes, she quickly hurries to catch up to him, so she's basically walking next to him, but back a half a step. The squires fall in behind her, and the squires direct the two of you to fall in behind them. Okay. What? Come on. Oh. Okay. We need to get back to our room. Can I, I just stop dragging you. No! No, I'm just dragging okay. you with me. So you go back down the hallway toward the king's chambers, uh, and you go. You go as far as that corner where Ray stopped you before, uh, and the and both squires stop there with you. Uh, so all four of you are standing at the the uh, intersection. Um, the one squire leans against the wall and he puts his foot up against the wall, and he's got his right hand on the pommel of his dagger and he crosses his arms. He says, "Not much sleep tonight, huh?" To the other squire, "No, not much." What time did you get up? About two when the storm started. Yeah, me too. We gotta get back to our room. You have to do any windows? No. There's time for the two of you to talk to each other, but they are clearly talking to each other. They're not talking to you. I don't know what we're talking. I'm talking to you. Okay. So, so we need to get back to our room. Okay. Alone, how to yeah. stay up late. No, yes, I know. He was allowed to stay up late. What about the person who told us to do something? The 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 windows. He saw us go to the night. He knows we're going to do something. 
But we gotta get up at six, and that's like in an hour. Well, uh, we'll past pages. Welcome to it. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy with this at all. Okay. Too bad. Okay. <laughs> I wish we could. At this point, they've ended their conversation, and then they look at the two of you, and uh, the the man was standing with his foot on the wall oh. says. My name is Jell, Squire of Lord Baynor. What is your name? Oh, my name. I was talking to you. I'll get to you in a minute. What is your name? Selena. You're that half elven, or el are you elven? Yes. Or half elven? All uh, elven. Page that came from the elven lands directly. Yes. We've heard rumors about you in the squire's rooms. Beautiful for your years. Thank you. Charming, inquisitive. How old are you? Twelve and yeah, yes. Uh, actually no. It says one hundred and ten, so she would be about twelve, twelve. Oh, twelve, huh? And you looked the part. So you'd be what? Just over a hundred in Elden. Yes. You were alive when my great, great, great. Great grandfather was born. This is all. I'm not happy about this. I want to go back to my room. Jesus. Selena? Mm -hmm. I will remember your name. I think the princess thinks you are bound for greatness. I'll actually put the elf in my face, but that's what I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking. So the princess apparently knows your name. That's something. And she likes me. <laughs> he didn't say that. He, thinks... he likes your promise. He looks at you. What about you? Why a page, not a squire? Uh, I started squiring when I was eight. I am ah. a palace page, and I came from Elvenland, too. I see. Straight from Elven. Oh, you must be the half-elf, then. No. No, you're a full-blooded elf? Yes. As well? Yes. Interesting. Two elven pages in the palace at the same time. Has that ever happened before? The other guys seem to be kind of dozing off. I'm sorry, were you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was, but never mind. Go back to sleep. We don't, we don't laugh. Forgive me if I'm not all that interested in palace pages. Excuse me. That's rude. They're standing right here. Yeah, here we are. He looks at you and he says, oh. I hadn't noticed. And then he goes back to kind of nodding off. We've been here the entire time. <laughs> Don't worry about him. He's been a squire for quite a while now, and I think he's a little bit full of himself. What's your name? Van. Pleasure to meet you. They call me Joe. Joe? So, I so do you not intend to train as a warrior? I I want to be a knight, but I can't until I can't like I have to be standing in front of my door until I got either get told to do something or breakfast, dinner, or lunch. I can leave, or if I'm taking a message, or if I'm sure to do. I mean, the rest of it, I'm standing in front of my door. I'm sure you will find a way to exhibit your quality of manhood, at which point you should be able to train with the squires. Yeah. 
Have you ever handled a sword? Uh, no. Hmm. You could say you. How about a quarter staff. No. You could say club. Usually start there anyway. We did a club. We did a club. Good for reaction times and. Oh, you used a club. We used a club to battle rats. Oh, used a club and fought rats. Well, and a giant. And uh, giant. Oh, that snake. was you guys. Yes. Well, that's quite the coincidence. Three hundred palace pages. The only two elven pages in the palace, and the two of you wind up fighting rats. And I fought a giant snake, and she saved somebody's life. Wow. Well, I haven't heard all those stories, but if but if the princess has, that might explain her comment. Apparently, we're fa apparently somebody said we're going to be famous now. Yeah, I mean that's the actual battle with the rats has the stories going around. I heard it. I just didn't know it pertained to you. The odds are slim. I mean, we were there. Less than less than a third of a percent of a chance that the two of you would have been there. I'd say. It was us two, the only two elf elvens, four elves battling. Yeah, it's something rats, else. So. The guy who seems he seems to be sleeping. He says, "I saw him at the practice field." What? What? Are you awake? Yes, I'm not dreaming. I was saying I saw them at the practice field. You were at the practice field yesterday. Yes. Yes, we ran through the practice field. Yes. Oh, just ran through. We had to, because we had to deliver our message and then go back. Hmm. But we had to do it as quick as possible. I'm pretty sure we had another message to take after that. I hadn't thought about yeah, that, but you kind of get around all over the place, don't you? We're, yeah. we're all over this palace. Everybody's so you getting might encounter, us. You might encounter useful information. Everybody's like asking us. They don't read the messages. They just deliver them. No, it's we against don't. the rules to read the messages. We, we, yeah, we're not I, I know that. I didn't mean that kind of information. I mean like they might see things or hear somebody talking about something. Actually, uh, we've actually seen something and heard something. Yeah, we've actually, we've yeah, actually so. seen something outside. So here's the, here's the deal. I'll make you a deal. Okay. You bring me any piece of useful information, no matter how obscure, and I'll pay you one silver piece. Well, we do have but if you have some piece of information and you both bring it to me, then you have to split the silver piece. But if it's just you and you bring me a piece of information, I'll give you one silver. We do actually have something we can tell you. Really? Yes. yes. Well, I'm interested. Um, you know that girl who's talking to the king now? Yeah. She rode up on a unicorn. Really? Yes, Ro it's outside. Up? Yes. It's outside in the rose garden. We saw that. We they, they both seem interested. We now. were putting up the window things, things. And we were taking a break because we were struggling a little bit. And we saw when the lightning flashed, there was a horse with a horn and a in unicorn. the middle a of the eel. Amazing. What do you think? I mean, it's interesting. What? He's not interested. <laughs> He's not interested. All right. So Jell says, well, I'll tell you what. Mm. And he reaches in his pouch. Hold on. I'm in trouble finding this little piece. This is my, this is his pouch. This is his pouch. This is his big old fat white plum pouch. Okay. <laughs> he says, here's a silver piece for each of you, for that useful piece of information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dropped it. I'm kidding. He says, he looks at the other guy and says, you stay here and stay awake. You stay with him. You take me, show me the unicorn. If it's still there, I'll trade you a gold piece for those silver pieces. Ooh. Okay. okay. All right. I actually, yeah, I'll stay. If Lord Baynor asks where I... 
Check out the Prince Albert series, Lamunian Adventures, on Kindle Readers. Gone, you can tell him. Okay. <laughs> We've got this. Right. You like this. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Alright, so the two of you leave and go through the hallways back toward the Rose Garden. Meanwhile, Dan stays there with the sleepy squire. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I am talking to the squire real quick. Yeah. I want to be a knight. Is there any way I could do that? Because you're trying to keep him like. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you want. I don't care about you at all. <gasps> oh! You were going to tell the other one that he said that. If, yeah, I told If you exhibit some physical prowess, I'm sure someone will take pity on you and train you to fight. As for me, I just do my job and keep my nose clean. I'd recommend you do the same. But, <laughs> you're a big job with that. You don't know who you're dealing with. Stand there and stay alert. If anyone comes, wake me up. I thought the, the other Shut guy... up. Do what you're told. <gasps> oh, my. Okay. Do you understand me? Yes. Thank you. Okay, he puts his head back against the wall and his, his eyes are closed. He may be sleeping. Ugh. Okay. So Meanwhile, the two of you rush through the hallway, uh, back out in the main room. There's still guards standing there. In fact, there are a couple of knights that have been posted standing near her equipment, but you see that her clothes are gone, probably to be warmed as what uh, Lord Vayner said was going to happen before. Cross through that room, out to the side door. You know, he doesn't go to the main doors. He goes out the side door. And then uh, you're at the side door, he gets a couple of cloaks out of a closet and gives one to you. It's way too tall for you, so it's going to drag on the ground pretty bad unless you hold it up. But it looks like it's designed to keep the rain off, and you can hear the rain pouring outside. So we gotta head Yeah. He puts his cloak on as well, and the two of you open the door. When you open the door, the wind bursts through the hallway, and, and rain is flying in already, kind of stinging your face. Um, and he says, I, Just so you know, I don't think unicorns eat people. I know they don't. I doubt it. They're not there. We've heard but if he's out there in the rain, he might not be happy. So don't approach unless there's a very good reason. I just want to see if he's there and how he got to be there, considering the gates have been closed for hours. Well, I s he could have tried or used magic. I saw her dismounting the horse when I was walking. Uh, so I, you say, and if I what you say is it. true, I've already promised you to exchange that coin for a gold. So let's yes. go find out. Wait, so she, he won't do it for me too? Yeah, he will. Oh. He said he would. Okay, so oh. you go out in the rain. I mean, it is pouring down rain. Your socks are wet almost immediately. Um, water's getting down inside the cloak, but you're not getting soaked, but it's getting down inside the cloak. You can feel it running down inside your clothes, that kind of thing. Um and it doesn't take long, just a few minutes, and the two of you find where the unicorn is indeed still standing in the rose garden. Um, and you can see that he's, he's, you just see his rear end, and like you don't see that he is a unicorn at the moment because he's stuck his head down in amongst the roses, probably trying to get some protection from the rain, you think. Um, That's what unicorns do. Okay, anyway, <laughs> so you're looking at him down uh, a row of trellises with roses on it, for about 100 feet or so. And then he says, we're going to get closer. Stay behind me. Okay. All right. Okay. And so then you get down and you're, now you're at about 40 feet and the unicorn's head is still stuck down in the roses. And then you step on a twig. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. 
Um, meanwhile, in the hallway at the intersection where you're with the kind of creepy uh, squire, not guy. very nice. Yeah, the not very nice squire. Uh, you're fairly sure he's sleeping. Okay. Uh. But then uh, you see down the distance, coming from some uh, distance, probably like 100 feet away, you see a knight in armor coming this way. Okay. Okay. Are you going to wake up the squire? Uh, he said, if anyone comes, wake him up. But he wasn't very nice. So. Who is it that's going to let him sleep? I'm going to let him sleep until he asks me a question. Until who asks you a question? If the guy is coming on the hallway, he'd stop. Okay. All right. Um, so the guy walks down the hall. You can hear his footsteps. Okay. And the, uh, just before the guy hits the intersection, the squire that you were, the not very nice squire, s makes a little snorting noise like snoring. Like he goes, like that. And the guy looks at you kind of knowingly. Uh, he's a knight. He's in plate armor. He's uh, got a scar on the side of his face, short cut hair, no helmet, long sword on his hip. Um, and then he, he looks at you, and he actually walks up to be standing like just a couple feet in front of you so that you feel intimidated and feel like um, small in his gaze. And the whole time the squire is sleeping. I would I up the squire. Well, you wouldn't be able to now because he's kind of got between you and him, so unless you're just going to make a lot of noise or whatever. I make a lot of noise. Okay, clear your throat kind of noise. Okay, so you do. And he wakes up, and you hear a start, like, <gasps> and then he stands up. And the knight spins around and looks at him. And, uh, mind you, he's a foot taller than him, so he's looking down at him. And he says, were you sleeping? And he, you're kind of, like, angling so you can see past the knight and see him. And you see he kind of rolls his eyes, and he says, yes, my lord. I do believe I dozed off for a moment. A moment? And he says, I have been up all night having first hung windows and cleaned up water and then dealing with this affair of a messenger arriving in the middle of the night. I've been up since Hold up. before two. I see. Hold up. You didn't tell the other squire you were doing windows. The knight looks at you, and he looks at him, and he gives you an evil gl glare, like, oh, you're in for it. Not, not oh, okay. the, the squire does. He's like... Um, he doesn't hurt me. <laughs> are, you sorry? are you saying that? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I don't right. want to, but I'm not going to, okay. or else I might die. <laughs> right. He says... Thank you for your integrity to you. And then he looks back at the squire and he says, come with me. I'm not the squire. And then he follows the knight away, but as he does, he looks back and uh, as he's looking, he, 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 he makes a motion like this. Oh no. Well, your last command was to stand at this intersection, and you're the only person here now, so... You <laughs> stay there! I, I still have my knife at least gotta wait there for Selena. What's that? I still have my knife on me. Yep, I'm, I'm guarding this intersection with my my little knife. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they leave. 
After about five minutes, another squire comes uh, that you have not met yet. And, uh... <laughs> and then you can tell him about the other guy. And he says, Evening. What? Morning. What is it? Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Name's Five. Yeah, like, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. My name's Dan. Nice to meet you. Are you a squire? No, I'm a palace page. Oh, just say that. I was told to say that. Oh, my That's enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he says, um, were you told to stay here and wait for any particular reason? Uh, I was. So, there was this one squire who came. It was supposed to. He was supposed to be watching me. But then the and then a, a knight came and took him away because he wasn't he was not uh, not nice. Yeah, I saw. And I was supposed to wait here for uh, my friend Selena to come back. All right, well, you're welcome to wait. I have to guard here now anyway, so we can wait together if you want. Okay, I have somebody to at least talk to. Pop. That's nice. Well, that's nice of you to say that I'm nice. I'm not sure that. Many others would agree with you, but anyway. I'm really not supposed to be talking to any people above me. But it's okay for you to talk to people above you if they talk to you first, and I did address you first, so. That is true. For the time that we are standing here guarding this fairly useless to guard intersection, <laughs> you're, you're welcome to talk to me as your equal. However, if a knight or someone of higher station comes, I'll ask you to then be respectful and hold your tongue. Okay. And I'll handle it. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, outside of the garden, the two of you creep up to the point where you're about 25 feet away from the unicorn. Okay. And you're just a few feet behind him because he did say stay behind him. Right. Um, you notice that he has his hand on his dagger as he's approaching the unicorn. What? If you kill it, you can. It's unlikely that he's going to kill it. It's a dagger. It's probably more for comfort for him than anything else. All right. He says. I'm going to try to get its attention. What? I'm not <laughs> If it attacks me, run for help. Don't try to stay. What are you going to do? That's what I would say. You understand? Yes. Very good. Mind you, as he's saying that rain is beating on his face, dripping off his nose, the same with you. Here you're standing in a pouring down rain. Okay. And lightning is flashing now and then. Lightning flashes, and you can see that the unicorn is a little closer than you thought. It's only like 10 or 12 feet away, or you thought it was only like 25 feet. Um, and then he, the, the squire kind of like stiffens up, like he's surprised how close he is. And then at the next flash of the lightning, roll a d6. And then it's a square. That's it. It's a square. Scott. Ooh, I got a one. Okay. You are like stunned or surprised as the where a moment ago the unicorn looked like it was about ten feet away. Now it's like right in front of the squire, and its its head is right in front of his face, like he's looking like. Hi. So when the lightning goes off again, it was dark, couldn't hardly see, and the lightning goes off, and he's right in front of him. And now he's so close you can see him even when it's dark. I'm gonna back up. And, you uh, can't. You're not. He he does not appear surprised, but he doesn't. He also doesn't draw his dagger. And you realize that the unicorn has its horn pretty near his throat. Like, he could probably slice his throat if he wanted to. And, uh... Hello, buddy. He says... He says... We, we, we can offer a roof over your head if you wish. It's raining, 
very hard out, <laughs> and the unicorn lowers his horn away from his head slightly, and you see the, the water drains down off his mane and rolls over top of his eye, and he doesn't blink, rolls over top of his eye, and then down off his face on the ground, and he's getting, he is thoroughly soaked, obviously. This is not um, fun. Roll a d20. It's the uh, 21. <laughs> Three. Okay. You get the sense that the unicorn is agreeing that he needs to get in out of the rain, but for some reason he can't. Because he's waiting for his owner. Probably. But, and you're over being surprised now, too. Although your heart was still beating back. Are you saying anything? Says, the squire says, what? What is it? Actually, I do. After he says that, I decided to say something. I say, I think it probably wants to wait for its owner. He looks, kind of looks in your direction. <laughs> can't really see if he looks directly at you. But he turns his head real. Is that it? Are you waiting for your owner? And the unicorn swings his head back toward the man. And then he steps a little bit forward. And as he does, he nudges past him. And then... Uh, all of a sudden, it, the, the lightning goes off again, and when it does, you now see that he's in your face instead of in the man's face. So he covered that three foot of distance, but never really moved. And then he looks at you. Okay, roll a d20. Where are going? 12. I'm actually not scared right now. 12. Okay. <laughs> you sense he is saying, who are you? Wait, she can speak to animals? Maybe? <laughs> So I say, hi, I'm Selena. Uh, Low Moon Adventures. It's deadly, it's role-playing, and yet, let's roll. He's, he, his eyes blink for the first time since you saw him. Um, Hello. And, and he seems to, like, the water runs off his eyelid instead of across his eye. Um, and you get the feeling that he is yearning for his master. So you want your master, I say. Oh. I've seen your master in there. Seems to be out soon. He said so he she should be out soon? Yeah. Okay, he looks off in the pal the direction of the palace. She's been Speaking to the king for long, that must mean she'll be out very soon. The squire is standing next to the horse now, uh, and he moves kind of more next the to The unicorn. You. Yeah, next to the body of the unicorn. And then he moves kind of more next to you and says, can you understand it? I don't know, I just keep getting these feelings of what it's saying. Hmm. Well, if anybody might. I have a plan. Will you help me? I guess so. It's going to be crazy. But as long as it don't want to be here. No, it won't. It's meant to help the unicorn. Okay. Come on. What? Uh, I... Tell it we'll be back. I mean, he says, we'll be back. The unicorn. The unicorn's like, what? Come on. What does the unicorn Does he say anything? Uh, no. Okay. I'll be back in a sec. And then we walk away. Right. Afterwards, you, you get like 10 steps away, look back in a flash of lightning, and you see that 
Alright, he put his head in the roses again. Alright, so inside the palace, the squire gathers a half dozen, uh, that's probably like a ten palace pages, because he has the authority to do that, and they get four of the big poles uh, that they were using to put the banners up, and they get a bunch of blankets and, and quickly tie them together. And then he says, he says to them, we're going out in the rain. Everyone get a cloak. We're going to make a tent for the unicorn. You already have a cloak. Yeah. We're going to make a tent for the unicorn. You put your cloak back on because you got it off briefly while you're in there. All right. And then um, he says, everyone grab a pole. Grab those blankets. I instantly grab a pole. I'm like, I really want to have this thing. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and so it's, it takes some effort, but the, the ten of the now 12 of you haul the blankets Ooh. and poles outside. And they they're relatively easily are able to put the poles in the ground, but they sway the blankets up on top first, so it kind of makes a roof over top of the unicorn. Okay. Um, and he pretty well ignores everybody doing it because his head's still in the roses and he doesn't do anything. But then once the once the blankets are up, he comes out and he raises his head and he looks up. And most of the rain is being stopped. Not all of it. He's still getting rained on. But a lot of the, the worst of the rain is being stopped. I say, is um, that better? And they have to stand there and hold the poles, even though they're stuck in the ground because they're 20 feet tall. So. But I say, is that better? To the he, unicorn? He looks at you and he says, <laughs> I want a magical power. Okay. The squire who arranged the whole thing comes back and he says, it's all we can do if you're not able to go inside. I say, now, see, I think C thinks this is okay. It's a, okay. I think he thinks this is okay. All right. Two, two pages on each pole will change every 15 minutes. The rest of you can go inside now and warm up until it's your turn. Oh, yay. And they're like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And that, that means you can go inside or you can stay out there with you. I'm staying out there because I'm the one that can speak the unicorn. What if something happens? Okay. And, um, he says, are you staying? Yes, I'm staying. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can speak the I've unicorn. I've got to get back to my post. I'll set up a rotation for them to come out and hold the poles, but then after that I'll have to go back. Okay. What do you want me to tell Dan? Um, I want to come out. Should I send him out here? He can take a rotation holding the poles. Yeah. I gotta find. S send him a rotation, please. I gotta find eight more. No, I gotta find four more. Six more. Six more pages right Is now. Is he gonna give us the gold? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm so happy that I can speak you. I'm so happy that I can speak you. So much you could speak to him. You spoke common. It's more like you could understand him. I want to do that. I'm cool. But I don't care. Too bad. Okay. All right, and so you, he goes back in. You stay out with the unicorn. Um, roll percentile dice. You're looking for a low number. Which one is it? The two d10s, one in a, in a row. Okay. 51. So, um... Probably 10, 15 minutes in, it's almost time for them to rotate, right? And you've been out there, and you've talked with the unicorn some, talked to about, like, 
just calming it, telling it who you are, that kind of thing. He doesn't, you're not getting he's talking back, like he doesn't tell you his name or where he's from or anything, but he seems to be listening, okay? But then at about, about the 10 to 15 minute mark when they're getting about ready to switch, um, which meanwhile during that time, he does come back to you and he tells you that the unicorn was located and he's, he says, give me the silver piece. Oh. Did you tell him that? Yeah, I didn't tell Oh, by the way, if you're wondering where the other squire went, somebody came and took him because she was not being nice to me. Okay. Thank you for telling me. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's useful information. I guess. Wait, what's that? For the useful information you just gave me. Oh, yeah. We have a deal, right? Yes. He looks at the other squire. We have a deal. I always keep my word. Yes, you do. You know him? I mean, and as much as he's a squire of another night, I've met him before. Ah, okay. Perhaps we will be fast friends, but... Anyway, you're dismissed. You will need to be on duty. Uh, okay. In fact, on my authority, you may tell Selena and the other squires who are in the garden now Switch. that they can start their duties today after breakfast. So you won't have to do your first shift. Okay. In the meantime, go join those squires and help them hold the poles. There is a unicorn in the garden, and they are doing their best to keep the rain off of him. Okay. You'll have to take turns every 15 minutes in holding the poles until his rider is able I'm to I'm not return. in the location. That's correct. I'm there You're to the keep okay. the unicorn. Oh, and Make sure nobody gets can I trust it. you Yes. to give this to Selena? Mm-hmm. So. And you Do can I... tell her that she owes me a silver piece. Okay. Alright. Thank you. You're dismissed. Okay. I I actually hurry up. Right. As you're going, he says, Dan. Yes. My name is Joe. Nice name to Joe. Alright. You're sure he was reminding you. Oh yeah. Okay. You head Hi, off Joe. to the garden. Meanwhile, okay, so at the 10 to 15 minute mark when they're just getting about ready to... to I walk out? To, uh, no, no, not yet. Anyway, uh, the unicorn puts his head down next to yours, and you get a, an image, a flash of a far-off place, a sunny day, green fields, and there is a herd of unicorns of various ages, like, frolicking through the field. Um, and uh, you don't think any of them are him, but they look like they could be family or so, whatever. So I say, is that your home? And then uh, in the image, you see a large, dark shadow in the sky, and it passes over top of the unicorns, and the unicorns mostly scatter, but one larger group kind of does stay together. Um, and then the image is gone. So your home's getting attacked? Is that what you're trying to tell me? This is unfair. <laughs> That's cool. You he trains help. his head and he closes his eyes and puts his head back slightly. And you get the impression that he's, sa that he's saying that everyone's home is under attack. What? Even ours? So I say, even we're under attack. <laughs> I've got to let... Okay. At this point, you're coming out with the next crew to help hold the poles. You are one of eight. Squires. Okay, I let William, I William actually is the, the squire on the pole with you. 
I have a wait, wait, Will. Yeah. I actually I have an announcement real quick, guys. Um, we do not have to start our first shift until after breakfast. They give a little cheer. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We still gotta every, stay out here. And one guy says, "But we have to stand in the rain." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the downfall. And the other guy says, "But at least we don't have to stand in the rain and then go immediately to work." Good point. Yeah! Okay. I was standing there with a unicorn. Maybe I was uh, thinking about I did the things that are happening. I, I, but I, I do read over and grab it. I walk over to him. Did you hear the announcement? Yes, yeah, so you're a little bit intimidated by the giant uh, horse-sized <laughs> like, You can what? see that the, the tip of its horn is so razor sharp that you could probably slice through leather uh, an easy pass. Silver piece. It's okay. The unicorn's done. Okay, he comes over and lowers his head down and looks at you. I think he's saying he's asking who he is. This is Dan. I... He swings his head slowly over and looks at you. And he swings it back and looks at him. <laughs> and he looks at you. It's okay. He's, he's a friend. He's my friend. You think he's noticing the similarities? Oh, we're both elven. <laughs> yes, we are both elven. We're both from the elven lands. Okay. Um, at this point, so it's three rotations, and you basically hang out under the tent, and you have to hold the pole. Um, after your 15 minutes of holding the pole, are you going to stay outside under the tent and just hang out instead of go back in? Okay, they, most of them go back in. Will goes back in. They all, they do, they I all will. Do what they can. Um, you're chilled to the bone. It's a cold rain. Uh, and you're I do have my cloak, by the way. I'm yeah. not focused on the rain. I'm more focused on what the unicorn just told me. Yeah. Anyway, um, so after roughly 20 more minutes of that. Um, I asked I asked Selena real quick. Is it okay if we pet the unicorn? You would have asked the unicorn that, though. He wants to pet you. Is that okay? No. He doesn't want to. Too. And he skitters back a little bit. It's, it's okay. okay. He what, knows. Mind you, when he skitters back, the, the sound of his hoof on the ground is like, boom. Oh. He's very heavy. Big, big war horse. Right. That, yeah. He probably weighs about 2,000 pounds. Oh. Which is his much. Bigger than a small car. It's heavier than a small car. Okay? Anyway, um, wow. so a page comes out from the palace and says to everyone that's there, and kind of announces, Lady Charlotte is done with her meeting with the king. We'll be returning to the garden shortly. Okay. I'm still here, though. I'm going to stay out with you. One of, the one of the guys holding the pole says, Do you think we should just go in then? Uh, I'm going to stay out here, but you guys can Take, we can take the stuff back, probably. Mm -hmm. I am not leaving. Alright. I don't want to leave either. Okay, so I then a few here. minutes after that, uh, Charlotte comes out from the palace. You notice that she has her clothes back on now, dressed normally again. Um, and she comes briskly to the Rose Garden, going directly to the Unicorn. And I she say, seems a little bit surprised. At this point, fact, the stuff she has her hand on her short sword as she approaches the I tent. I said, look, it's your own. We, to the unicorn, start taking the tent down. Uh, and he 
the unicorn raises his horn, and as he does so, he disappears. You actually see him disappear from standing next to you and appear on the edge of the tent where Charlotte is just entering the tent. It's magic! Okay. Uh, and she reaches up and runs her hand kind of like lazily along his, hey guys, the side of its head and down its neck. Down. Uh, and then uh, she walks past him to where the two of you are under the tent. And then the unicorn disappears from where it is and appears standing next to her. And then she puts her left hand down like on its the top of its leg where it's really muscular. Um, and she says, thank you for providing hospitality to my unicorn. Yes, Thank you all. I say, I say, can you, do you know what she can say? What do you mean? Can you speak up? She's in here. We're almost done. Do you, Are you done? I take it. Basically, do you know what she can say? So, what I was trying to, what I said, Dad, is, do you, do you know how to speak? Hey, Daddy, I'm trying to, can I'm I listening. ride with you? Do you know how to speak the unicorn's language? Like, do you know what she says? Not really. I more get a thought. Same. I've been getting a thought. I feel like you guys have, I feel like. Is there something? Oh, that's right. That I need to know? Selena, I yeah. feel like you can. I'm listening. The one thing is, she sent me a vision telling me that we're getting attacked and so is her land. Hmm. That is interesting. That's essentially what I came to tell the king. Is it? Apparently, he is more sensitive to the things that I know and haven't told him than I was aware. Don't worry about it. Some of the most powerful people on the planet are working on I wonder when we're gonna meet overcoming the problem. How many people participated in helping the unicorn? Well, it seemed to be 12 through 15. We were rotating to make so, sure the unicorn was strong. Two, four, six, eight on the poles. How many rotations did you have? I think one. We only rotated once. So there are eight others inside who are who are out here helping before. There's actually seven, because I am one of them, but I stayed out here. Okay, so the two of you and 15 others. Yeah. And then Joe, don't forget Joe. It was his idea. So and Joe. He was one helping. I didn't help in the rotation at all, because I was talking to the unicorn, making sure she was staying calm. Hmm. She did help in a way, though. Okay, so she says... You have my thanks. And she reaches into her pouch and pulls out a pile of coin and uh, she says, you'll take this with you when you go in, right? Yes. yes. All right. And she gives every squire present a gold piece. Yes, you have two gold. Every palace page, I should say. have two gold. Okay. Yay. Um, and then they take the tent and they are headed in. And then the two of you linger job. for a moment. It starts to rain really heavily and then on you again. And then... Uh, she pulls the reins up like she's getting ready to leave, and the unicorn uh, pulls away from her for a second, and then he sticks his head in the uh, roses again, and he comes back out. And this time he's broke off a rose head with about 10 inches of stem on it, um, and he has it in his mouth, and he turns and he gives it to Selena. Thank you. She says, I think he's sweet on you, but he's my unicorn. I know, I know. <laughs>
she smiles. She grabs the the reins, vaults up into the saddle, although there is no saddle, and then in an instant, they're gone. When we get in the car, we bring it to the doctor. All your stuff will come to the doctor. I met a unicorn. Am I riding with you? And that will end our session for the day. However, real quick, we're going to do experience. But I have to give this to Jeff. You'll have to do it next time. Or you can just remember. cook around. <laughs> You'll have to remember. That's I will, part of game. I will remember. You write a note on your character sheet if you need to. I'll remember. Okay. Anyway, experience first. Okay. So uh, both of you got six experience. Okay. Okay. Um, plus you each get two for the two gold. So it's actually eight. Experience is on the back? Yep. So you got eight experience. And then plus. you need to make a wisdom check to see if you can add to it. Plus eight. How much, wait, what's you the wisdom? a d20 versus your wisdom. 14, my wisdom is 13. Yep, so you missed. So you didn't add anything to it, you just got the 8. And I'm fine with it. Roll your d20 to see if you can add to your experience. D20? D20 low. Yep, you went under your wisdom. 12, and my wisdom 16. Okay, so then so you, you did add to it, so you added 1. So you got 9 instead of 8. I'll have to. Oh, we have to add our coins, too. Yeah. Well, you got them in the pouch, so. No, we're not. Until it gets to be too many to have in the pouch, then you'll have to definitely keep it on paper. Alrighty. Yes, that's two gold pieces. This concludes this episode of Palace Pages. Bye. I got to go to Unicorn. I got to. We got two gold pieces.